had a chance to get away for a few days to go out into the woods, in this case Yosemite, and find some peace and perspective there. When I returned, and indeed all this week, the calamity of the world seemed to have ramped up in my absence. I legitimately struggled with what I wanted to talk about in our conversation all this week because the news felt so ridiculously over the top. I couldn't tell if it was because I had been away and and I had, like with alcohol, lost my tolerance for it, or if this was truly a more insane moment in our politics that seems to only become crazier and crazier. When I saw the president canceling a visit because the prime minister of Denmark won't sell him Greenland or the Amazon rainforest on fire and their right-wing president seeming to welcome it? Had I emerged from the wilderness only to find the world somehow far more broken than I had left it? That also happened to be a theme in a book I was reading on this trip, The New and Excellent Wanderers by Chuck Wendig. It starts with a doctor who returns to a world he believes he knows, investigating diseases, but he finds so much more confusion and uncertainty blocking his path forward. While I've spent so much of my adult life thinking about politics professionally, I feel, as I imagine you do too most days, wholly unprepared to tackle the world in which we find ourselves now with all of the obstacles that we face. I could give a more thorough accounting of all the awfulness, every vulgarity. Particularly heinous to me was the preferred candidate of white evangelicals saying that Jews are disloyal if they don't vote Republican, and then calling himself the chosen one. But I still don't believe there's much utility in us listing those things in this conversation. There are other outlets with more staff that can thoroughly catalog each of these moments, compare them to previous examples, compile them for posterity. And when I was a White House reporter for seven years, that was part of my job. I'm glad that my role is different now. That instead of the taxonomy of terribleness, I can focus on speaking out and with my breath and words infuse a hopefulness that I know I and again, I imagine you, too, desperately need. I believe we still have a choice every day to engage or to remain in the wilderness. Part of the reason the president's faithlessness offends me so much is that I have just enough religion in my own background to know how vile his behavior is. The only thing he loves beyond himself is the world and things of the world. I strive to be in the world, but not of the world, which means, among other things, that we must embrace the challenge that this moment of our history brings. We cannot, must not disengage when our conviction is being the most tested. When I was on the granite trails or among the ancient trees or in the dark limestone caverns, the temptation I felt then was to remain there, to put up a wall and to keep the monsters out. But as I've argued often, what we choose to do with our abundance, whether it's prosperity of riches or even just the all-too-rare commodity of peace of mind, build a taller wall or build a longer table, that reveals much of who we truly are. And I'm glad you are here with me. The first day we had in Yosemite was pretty light. 
We drove in, we saw a few of the main sites, we did a few easy hikes, and we went back to our lodging for the night. Our second day was much harder. It was a hot August heat, thousands of feet of incline along an eight-mile hike. For those of you who know the park, we started at Happy Isles, we took the Mist Trail up Vernal Fall, we took a detour up to Clark's Point, and then we went back and over to Nevada Fall. Uh, We came down the John Muir Path instead of making our way to another waterfall after that because it was so hot and because my wife, Katie, isn't at 100% hiking capacity for a very good reason, one that I haven't shared here yet. She's four months pregnant. We're expecting in January. So we had a lot of stops in the exposed part of the trail as the sun blazed down, basically taking every opportunity to rest in whatever shade there was because she also has this internal furnace going too. Something that hadn't happened much before, another parasol of hope in an exposed world, the baby started kicking her a lot on the hike which led us to start referring to it as Adventure Baby, who either really likes or really hates all of these adventures based on the somersaults Katie had to endure. At the top of Nevada Falls, we found a lunch spot with a quiet pool of water, much safer than the fast-moving cascades that we experienced at Vernal, and Katie and I were able to get in there, splash some cold mountaintop river over our hot faces. It was refreshing in a way I cannot begin to describe to you. It gave us life again at what felt like the top of the world. Though, again, because she's pregnant, we skipped Half Dome on this visit. That's for next time. But there was still a problem. And just like every respite from the news or from the heat, it seemed like our relief would be short-lived. We hadn't packed enough water. Neglecting to factor in the heat, her pregnancy, and we had stupidly forgotten iodine tablets. At that moment, I resolved to take the gamble and drink the water from Nevada Falls and risk whatever there might be in there, probably nothing, but better for me to get a parasite or infection or whatever than potentially give it to the baby, right? I'd let Katie drink the rest of the water we had already brought, which we had already begun to ration at that point. In one of the first moments where I've actually felt like a dad, I knew that I would do whatever I had to in that moment to make sure that both Katie and Adventure Baby were going to be okay. But while the rest of the hike from that point was far more downhill, it was still excruciatingly hot. That's when we met Abdullah, a guy in a University of Tennessee t-shirt who looked friendly and was enjoying the view over a ledge near Nevada Fall. The view was stunning, and we all lingered there for a while. And after a few minutes of small talk, he and his friends about to head back to school for the fall semester... He asked if we had seen a guy with a red pack and a blue long-sleeved shirt, a friend of his named Irfan. They had apparently split up at one point earlier in the hike, but didn't meet where they were supposed to. Now, this is a trail that had just seen someone die on it the week prior, so they were, of course, very worried. And we were worried, too. We hadn't seen Irfan, but I promised him we'd keep our eyes peeled for him. Then, out of nowhere, Abdullah asks if we need any iodine tabs for our water. The relief I had felt a few moments earlier, with ice-cold water running down my back and through my hair, was nothing compared to that moment of human connection, two people looking out for each other. We ran into Abdullah later, once we were near the end of the trail. He said he had somehow gotten a text off to Irfan, There was no signal anywhere on the climb, so that's its own small miracle. 
and they were able to confirm he was okay and planned to meet up in the parking lot. They were just all a little confused because each had thought the other had abandoned them, a misunderstanding that luckily didn't turn out too badly on a, on a hot trail. I told him that his water purification tablets had meant all the difference for a chubby guy and his pregnant wife going downhill for a few hours in the dry Northern California summer. We thanked each other again, laughed, hugged, and went our separate ways. Even when we're overwhelmed or overheated, we can still be there for each other. When we allow ourselves to be vulnerable, that's when the door opens to people who may need us. It would have been easier, maybe even more comforting, for each of us to just soldier forth alone. But we are better when we acknowledge that we are in this together. Katie and I were so tired when we got back to our bed that night. After a hot shower, I felt human again, and I thought I would fall right to sleep. But I was so into this book that I had to read it a bit more. I need to take a step back and explain why this is recently unusual for me. For the last two years, I've been dealing with depression and anxiety, and one of the symptoms, one of the most odious ones I could never have expected, was the elimination of any attention span, especially for reading long works of fiction. I have spent my whole life devouring books, reading many at once, pouring my mind into deep, well-reported nonfiction and secret realms and stories of fiction, and always finding there an escape, not unlike the one I sought in the woods, in those pages. But because of the symptoms I was experiencing, and later because of the side effects of some of the medications I was taking, I couldn't. I couldn't read, an activity that, for my whole life, had never been off the metal stand for Jared's favorite things to do in bed. And for two years, I couldn't focus enough to enjoy it. That was debilitating and demoralizing. Wanderers was the first novel I've been able to read in two years. And the saving water of Nevada Falls was my tears of joy as I got through it. Not just because it's an objectively awesome story, but because I could do this thing again that for so long had been my comfort and my solace. This is also, by the way, a confession to many of my friends whose books I've borrowed over the years. I promise you, I tried to read them and I failed to get anywhere, and always there were worse tears accompanied by my inability. In the near future, I may need to borrow some of them again now that I'm better. I hope you can forgive me. And of course, mental health has been in the news too, and as usual, with the same inopportune and unproductive connotations. But trails are made by many feet over time, and I hope that me being able to go there makes it easier for others to follow, for you if you need to. Because I am better now, and because we're making each other better step by step. And once we're off the trail, once we're back in the world, we have a lot of work to do. I'm back. I am so glad to be here. Let me know if you need some water. <laughs>